Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I'm Steve-O. And I'm Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel, thank you for joining us on this podcast. I, I'm a big fan. Uh, new Girl is phenomenal. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to go with The Happening. Because technically that was a horror movie. There was The Happening, but I didn't see it because I happened not to go into a shitty movie that day. <laughs> oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It was Zoe Deschanel with... Mark what? Wahlberg. No. What? Yeah. I gotta go work out. What? No. Are yeah. that? Yeah. Is, I, that, is I, the I, plants I, talk? What? No. Where I, am I? I gotta I, go work out. What I, the I, hell is going on? What? No. Mark, can you leave? What? No. I take it back. It was a terrible movie. Yeah, it is a terrible movie. <laughs> we will probably have to watch it, though, just yeah. because I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. And oh, then we actually literally have something really bad to talk about on the podcast. There is one part that actually is funny. Like, they meant it to be funny, and it actually was funny. But the rest of it, it's either just terrible or it's funny because it's not meant to be. Excuse me. Now, the funny part is, now that I think about it, and this is me rewriting a movie, but if you literally did, started the happening, like you did it, and like things are going wrong, and people are killing themselves, and everything like that, and then you don't make the whole story about that, you have the, the beginning like that, and everyone's like, what the hell's going off? And then it's all like, Gotham City. And then you make it Poison Ivy, killing everybody in the city, and then you got Ooh. Batman. Boom. Just saved your movie, fucking Midnight Shyamalama Ding Bongs. Well, he's not going to take anyone's, anyone's advice because he's like, I'm doing it great just the way I did Look what I did. What a twist. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. You, you fucked up the last airbender and I'm still kind of pissed off at about that. <laughs> You're kind of pissed off about that? I think I know. everybody's I'm pissed off I'm not even a fan that. of the, I haven't even really seen the Avatar shows and even I'm pissed off at for him for screwing up the last airbender. That tells you how shitty the fucking movie was. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, you can find us on 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, and Google Play Music. And also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook or give us a Facebook like. You go to Facebook.com backslash NotAnotherBeHorrorCast. And then you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BeHorrorCast. And, of course, if you want to drop us a line, give us a story, send us anything our way, we do have an email address that is NotAnotherBeHorrorCast at gmail.com. And now with all that out of the way, we don't have to mention it again. Um, because, but I probably will because I have a terrible memory. Well, I would put it this way: I, I, I figure if we hit it, this is I'm explaining it to the, the the listeners when they don't care, but really I'm explaining it to you. Basically, what I'm getting at is we do all this because I realize if we are reviewing a movie that no one has seen and no one wants it to be spoiled, they're not going to hear the outro because they're going to stop listening to the episode. Oh yeah, I so I figure hit all the hit all the beats in the beginning. 
and we are done. But yes, we did watch a movie this week yeah. because right after the Super Bowl, and congratulations to the Eagles for Woo. kicking the crap out of the uh, Patriots. Um, I'm going to feel really bad for saying this because I'm also going to have to take shit on Friday show for Socially Awkward, but I did not see the Super Bowl, but it kind of makes me wish I did watch the Super Bowl because apparently it was actually a really good fucking game. Like, a lot of people were saying, like, it was one of those moments where it was like, are they going to win? Are they not going to win? Is the Patriots going to win? So it was kind of like a really good game. Nail biter, yeah. yeah. everyone said. But we're not here to talk about sports. We're here to talk about comic books. That's right. Deadpool 2 trailer has dropped. No, I'm just kidding. Um... <clears throat> But as I was saying, we did watch a movie this week. We watched The Cloverfield Paradox, which literally just dropped right after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Netflix was all like, hey, guess what we're doing? So we'll talk about that. So if I, I, I granted, if people have not seen it, I'm not going to hold it against you because it just came out on Sunday. So, so if you haven't seen it, we will not spoil it for yeah. you. We'll, we'll do a review and basically we'll give you the spoilers and stuff like that right before we talk about the movie. So if you haven't seen it, you do want to check it out. We'll tell you when to stop. But anyways, before we dive into the show, which is actually we got a pretty big, pretty big, decent show. Uh, we got a couple of show notes to talk about and some uh, movie news. And you have a creature feature. I do. But before we dive into all that, let's catch up with our B scaries and tell everybody what we've been up to for the for the week. So, Anna, without further ado, how are you? I'm good. I did not have a very eventful weekend because I slept for most of it because <laughs> I kept passing out on the couch. You can say what. You were day drinking on Saturday. It's all right. Oh, that's right. I forgot it was day drinking. Yeah, I drank an entire bottle of wine and I think two beers. So, well, I mean, it was over the course of like maybe four hours. So it wasn't but terrible. But still, but, if you yeah. didn't really have much in your stomach. Look, I'm not even going to judge you for that because we've done the St. Patty's Day stuff. And yeah. you've done day drinking. And it got <laughs> oh, to yeah, a certain point. Oh, yeah, that was point, so much fun. <laughs> and you get to a certain point where you're just all like, we took a nap, I think, one time. <laughs> Yeah, one time we went out and then we hung out with a couple friends of mine and then we were supposed to go, like, after we hung out, like, we went to Chipotle and, like, just kind of had, like, that drunken moment of, oh my god, this phone is so good! And then we went back and we were supposed to hang out with a friend of mine and then go swimming at this house or something and we just completely passed the fuck out and woke up and went... Oh, well, it's a good thing we have tomorrow off. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. We, I think that, yeah, because I was on St. Patrick's Day. I think it was on a Thursday. So yeah. we took that We off. took Thursday and Friday off. off. And then I think f- next year it was on a Friday, which we took off. And this year we did take off because, oh, that's what I want to touch upon before we get back to your week a little bit. We are going to Ireland in March. So there might not be a show that week, but we are staying in two haunted places, two haunted hotels. So we're going to try to get some recordings uh, we might do maybe a quick show. Um, I'm trying to figure that out, how to record off the iPad, which I think I, I think I know how to. I just need to get the sound drops on it. And I think we might be able it, – it won't be mic quality. Uh, it's not going to be – like what I might do is just record something <clears throat> and then we'll splice it into the next episode so you guys don't just have like a 20-minute you know minute episode or something like that. But uh, I think we might be able to do it through the iPad, through the Spreaker app, because I know you can record stuff but not go live, and you can just record it something. I would just have to figure out how to upload it yeah. to Eric. But, again, I know all these all the listeners are like, we don't fucking care about your schematics on how to record. Just <laughs> give us fucking content. But I will be taking lots of pictures yeah. uh, with because I'll bring a digital camera. I just want to jump in with that. So mm-hmm. I promise to post pictures to the Facebook page for you guys. Um, especially like if we have anything creepy happen, you'll definitely post. Yeah, we're gonna try to get some. Uh, we're gonna oh, try shit. to try to get some recordings, some pictures. I forget what it's just, called though. The recording, it's a uh, uh, EVP. Yeah, 
try to get some EVPs. And it might be shitty, but I don't know because a lot of – this one guy was talking on here to plug a better – and if you want to listen to a better podcast, go listen to uh, Bizarre States. But <laughs> uh, they had a guy on and he's all like, yeah, they tell you to get all this recording crap. But he's like literally everybody has a recording mechanism on your fucking phone. It works. Like yeah. don't even think you have to go out and buy a lot of high-tech quality. So we're going to see what we can get. Uh, I'm going to definitely have like the phone like recording when I'm walking through halls at one point. We'll try to get videos like we said. And uh, yeah, so we'll actually – that would be actually kind of cool. And if that works out pretty well, like I'm wondering if we can even try to interview uh, people who stayed at the hotel, even do little interviews like that. Like even if it's just with the phone, like just yeah, do a recording yeah, yeah. and stuff. Uh, and we can just splice those into like a like an episode. But we'll try to have like an, an, an Ireland uh, haunting episode. Uh, when we come back from March or whatnot, so there's a there's a bunch of stuff I'm I'm factoring in that I would like to try to do and get history about and stuff of like that. So I was just and, laughing because it just reminded me there's a movie called A Haunting in Connecticut, and we could just yeah. call it A Haunting in Ireland. A haunting in Ireland. Anyways, continue. But, uh, uh, as I was saying that, so we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll try to do stuff like that. But if we figure if this works out really well, um, we'll try to do more like local places, or even you know go to Jerome or go to uh, even travel other areas to see if we want to do uh, a couple more. I heard the Queen Mary haunting. was really good. Yes, the Queen Mary. I'm still trying to get uh, my friend to come on and talk about her experience on the Queen Mary, but she, we've had some scheduling conflicts, and she also just got married, so she's got a bunch of stuff going on in her life. Yeah, no, so. and that's fine. Like, we're going to have upcoming guests. We actually, I we met, well, you knew somebody, and then I finally met them for the first time. Apparently, I'm not going to drop names or whatnot, but they are writing a book on the Jersey Devil. That's all I'm going to say. You can just say her name. It's Shrinky Dink. Oh, it's Shrinky. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to, like, yeah. say something. Then some other guy's like, i got to get my book out before this person, you know, yeah, uh, kind of thing. But uh, we are going to try to get more guests on. And like we said, if you are somebody who likes horror movies or have had a supernatural thing and you live in the... Uh, Arizona Valley or whatnot, or even if you don't, if you want to Skype in, we can even do a Skype interview. You can just email us at be not another behorcas at gmail uh, dot com as well if you don't want to write something in or whatnot. But other than that, yeah. So I just want to get that all the other way. So yeah, uh, March is going to be a big, big month for us uh, podcast wise because uh, I think Patrick and I are going to try to do a life with shit episode. recording episode mm-hmm. kind of thing with the same stuff. So I'm going to test that stuff out before we go. And see how it records and everything like that. But okay, cool. um, enough talking shop and everything. Like that. So yeah, you said you did some day. Dr- we went from day <laughs> drinking, and then you mentioned St. Patty's Day, and then went to Ireland. So there's the connection, kids. In case you can't catch up, and uh, or I shouldn't even say kids. Our B scaries. Um, actually, I want to also say we do have a new listener. Yes. Uh, somebody that we also work with as well. So I want to just be like, hey, thank you for listening. Hopefully, the sound. I figured out my computer. The computer volume was very low when we did the sound drops, so everything that we talked about came out fine, but the sound drops and everything music-wise was really low, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I realized my computer, usually I have it at 40 volume when I'm doing recordings Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and it was at like 24, so you could barely (laughs) hear anything. So uh, my apologies for that, but thank you for for giving us that feedback so I was able to go back and actually correct um, So yes, we do listen to and acknowledge and appreciate your feedback. This week, they'll be all like, okay, first off, you said um a lot, and you fucking just went off the rails. And I'm going to say <laughs> this. Um, yes, I'm trying to watch those, um, but off the rails, uh, that's all my podcast. So, um, <laughs> Did someone actually criticize you for saying um or uh a lot? No, I was just saying that would be the oh, next. That would be the next criticism. Next. I mean. Actually, that person is probably going to be like, yeah, if you could just turn that one really annoying girl down, like way down, that would be great. I'm actually pretty sure they're probably like, Anna needs a new co-host. Steve has way too many shows on the network, and we're really sick of listening to his voice. I disagree. I listen to most of your shows. Well, that's... I don't know. 
Uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. <laughs> Shit. Uh, my week, be scary. Yeah, let's go back to your week and go from there. Well, I don't really have much left of my week. I went day or I was day drinking by myself for the most part. I mean, you came over for a bit on Saturday, but for the most part, I was just kind of day drinking by myself because I was supposed to hang out with a friend of mine and then they canceled on me and then I was supposed to hang out with them again on Saturday and then they canceled on me again. And so then I was just drinking by myself. I feel like that needs to be like a a song just called Drinking by Myself or an album. Oh, it's an album title. That would be way better. Drinking by Myself? Yeah, just Drinking by Myself. Oh, that actually, actually, that should be my my stand up album, "Drinking by Myself." Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, but I was gonna say, if you wanted to make it a song, you could be all like, "I try to hang out with my friends, but they all blew me off, so I decided to go to the kitchen, and I'm gonna polish off that bottle of wine now." Oh yeah. Day drinking alone now, yeah, yeah. Unless I put friends on in the background, I'm drinking with friends. But I'm drinking alone now. Holy shit, when did that movie come out on Netflix? <laughs> I like how in the entire song you never even said drinking by myself. <laughs> you just said drinking alone. <laughs> well, drinking alone is the same thing, but by myself. <laughs> Oh, by myself. Man, that was way off. I got really drunk. All by myself. I like that version. That version. Uh, I know everyone's like, get to your fucking show. (laughs) We have a lot of content. We should probably start in on it. But actually, before we do that, what was your week like? Uh, My week was was fine. I did my taxes. Actually, that's the funny part. I did my taxes. And then already, boom, got my tax return to today. So it's been, it was like a week and a day, I mm-hmm. would say. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, and then just got to do some, uh, I'm trying to think of anything. Else. Oh, I started playing. I mean, this is more for Arcade Bros. Raven, talking mm-hmm. to you. I know you don't listen to the show, but Raven, come on. We got to do some. We gotta do She's some. just like, Steve mentioned me somewhere. Yeah, she just heard it. She's just like, huh. Um, <laughs> course, looks off into the distance. Yeah, looks like, on the wow. different. No, she looks off into the distance. She goes, fuck that guy. <laughs> and then goes right back to what she was doing. Um, yeah, no, uh, Arcade Bros. But I played, I started jumping back into the Assassin's Creed um, Origins, uh, which has been really fun. So, um, so um, I, um, um, um. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. I totally forgot. Spacing. So when I was saying um is what I used to say, and we got I got so shit-faced on one of my very first podcasts before we were the 4i Radio Network, and I literally said, literally, so fucking much and people said if we turn that into a drinking game literally within again said it again within those first five minutes i must have said it like 10 12 fucking times and i say like, like a lot and people are like fuck this we're dead like we, just, <laughs> we died of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, i was gonna say a liver failure <laughs> but yeah other than that i think it's just been ireland and uh i think actually before we go to ireland i'm going to uh i'll get the names of the hotels i'm going to do a little research so i can give people kind of like a preview of what oh, we're going to go to and then sure. when we come back we can talk about the experience so i know one of the hotels that we went to like i said i'll get all the info for that but one of them they were trying to get rid of the ghost so they ended up burning the entire or destroying demolishing one of the hotels and rebuilding it to think they would get the ghost out of it and it, it just, didn't work and it did not work so. because i feel like the ghost is probably attached to the land not necessarily the hotel but i will say i do have a rant okay go oh um, this is right yeah yeah so you're aware of the situation so when i was at work 
I, was I wouldn't going, say I'm aware of the situation. I think I'm really close to the you, situation. You lived the situation, yes. so you were quite aware of what was going on. That was <laughs> Anyways, my point. Anyways, go ahead. Anyways, so <clears throat> I am going to lunch. I am walking with a coworker into the lunchroom. My coworker has a badge. I have been working there for over five years. I'm the coworker. <laughs> I was just sitting the stage like, yes, you're the coworker. But however, my point is I'm walking with someone who obviously works here. I don't have my badge on me. Some douchebag motherfucker, piece of shit, motherfucking security guard on a power trip decides to be like, um, excuse me, where's your badge? And I went, I left it at my desk. And he goes, can you go get it? And so I rolled my eyes and went to get my dad. Okay, so this is about a three-minute walk to and from the lunchroom to my desk. So mm-hmm. I had to spend an extra three minutes walking back to my desk, grab it, and showing the idiotic jerk my stupid badge. And while, okay, while we were on the way there, I noticed at least three men who were not wearing badges, and he did not stop one of them. Grabbed my badge, showed it to badge, and showed it to him, and he goes, "Well, make sure that you have your badge on you at all times." And I just went, "Why?" Because I like I feel like that's a legitimate question to ask, and I don't feel like that the reaction that I got should have happened. But then he went, "Who's your supervisor?" And so then I just went, "Why do you need to know?" And then he looked at my name. He even got my name wrong. He goes, "Anne," and then f- <laughs> looked at my last name. I would have been I like, like, "Yes, my name is Anne." And I just didn't even, like, worry about it. I'm like, if he puts it in wrong, I don't freaking care anymore. He probably is going to put in my last name wrong, too. But um, but that's besides the point. Well, you're, you're, to be fair, your last name is really hard to pronounce. Balthazar. So. Yeah, that's true. Belteshazzar. You see, even oh, you it's can't. Belteshazzar? It's oh, Belteshazzar. I thought it was... See, you thought it was Belteshazzar? Belf- Wait, I'm thinking of that. Balthazar. Does anybody Balthazar. remember that? Okay, this is going into a little bit of rant. Does anybody remember that King Elephant cartoon? I think his name was like King Balthazar or something like that. It was his old cartoon that my sister was like into. <laughs> and it was like an elephant. He was like king. And then like, God, I should look that up. You should. So everyone knows what the fuck I'm talking They're like, what the fuck is this doing anything? <laughs> Anyways, Anyways. So after he tried, like, so basically he asked for my supervisor's name. And whenever I asked him, why do you need to know? He didn't answer me. He looked at my name and he walked away. So my point is, first of all, you're a fucking sexist ass motherfucker because you did not stop anyone else. I talked to other people who said, oh, yeah, I've had people like somebody else said, oh, yeah, I've had them ask me where my badge was. And I said it was at my desk. And they just said, OK, we'll make sure you wear it next time. They didn't follow them back, that person back to their desk and make sure they had it like Honestly, who gives a fuck? I'm already in the building. I'm walking with someone who works here. Like, why the fuck are you fucking tripping so hard on your own goddamn power that you have to make a fucking grown-ass woman walk back to her her desk? I just about fucking decked the guy. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? All right, my rant is over. No, you're good. Actually, it's funny because I remember days I had forgotten my badge and uh, no one has ever stopped me. Yeah. And then now that I think about it, I think, you know, you every, okay, everybody needs to do this. And I feel really bad of saying, but everyone should do this. If that happens to you and they're like, where's your badge or whatnot? Just literally look down and just go, oh, my God, where the f- oh, my God, I lost my badge. Like, just start <laughs> panicking because I guarantee if you start doing that, he's going to be like or the security person is going to be like, 
I'm like, um, no, honestly, I had it this, I have no idea where it is. I'm freaking out right now. Like kind of thing. Like, I don't know where it is. Where have I been today? Like, and just start panicking and then just, they'll probably let you go. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, again, I'm like, what are you going to, like. Because then I just look at them and be like, do you have the papers? I got to get a new batch. I don't know where this one went. I had it this morning. I swear. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Just make him like totally flip out. But yeah, I feel like next time, if I see him again, because like I'm, I'm probably going to start carrying my badge. However, I'm going to carry it in my pocket just in case I see that motherfucker again. He's like, "Where's your badge?" I can just dangle it in front of him. Be like, "Here you go, fucker!" Like, I'm seriously so fucking pissed off at this person right now. You have no fucking idea. He could have just said, "Okay, well, make sure you have it with you next time." Instead of being like, "Well, let's go back to your desk." And what's your supervisor's name? And I'm going to make sure to make this in- as inconvenient for you as possible, even though you have a timed lunch. Like, fuck you, you little piece of shit. All right, I'm done. I like how you tell me that I'm not, I don't have any idea how angry you are about it, but I'll put it this way. So after you left, I was sitting there holding the door open, like, when did I lose control? <laughs> and I sat there for a good, like, minute going, like, why am I still holding this open? Are they coming back? Like, I, I don't know what's going on right now. So I was like, I, I guess I'll go into the break room. Yeah. Like- so what about my, my turmoil and my pain and suffering for that minute I lost? Well, it would have been five minutes, but, you know. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'm just like, fuck you, dude. And fuck the fucking horse you fucking rode in on, you stupid piece of shit. This is why you're at a fucking security guard, a high, like a contracted security guard, because you have nothing else better to do in life than try to pretend like you actually have an ounce of power whenever you do not fucking have it. I would laugh so hard if this is, like, our number one fan. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I really don't. If that was our number one fan, I could be like, you can fuck right off because you're a piece of shit for making me fucking go through that shit. Like, seriously. Like, it's it's one thing if it's like, like it's it's one thing if it was like we were dealing with like something like really, really secure information. And like, but again, like you have to have a badge to get into the building. I said that I left it at my desk. Can't you just accept that? And again, I've been working here for fucking how long? And you're really going to give me that shit? Like, fuck off, dude. I know you've seen me around the fucking building before. If you're fucking security, you should goddamn know who is in the fucking building and recognize people who are actual employees. Like, again, fuck that guy. Okay, well, I'll put it this way. I don't have faith in that those people anyways because He's a little motherfucking rent a cop piece of shit okay anyway so let's, let's i was gonna say i don't really have faith in those people anyways because anytime i would come in doing ot on saturday they'd be all like what's your name and your badge and i'm all like do you really think i'm gonna wake up this early to quote unquote try to rob a place i'm yeah. like fuck that i'm gonna sleep i know but anyways but we do have some eerie news <laughs> of the week so let's get to that before yeah. our <laughs> listeners are like I feel bad. Our new listeners like their their last show was good, and they talked a lot of horror. And now this was just like, damn. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, kind of thing. I apologize for the. No, it's little... okay. Look, this is look. I I assume we have a lot of people keep coming back every week to listen to us, and they know we do still entertain and give them the horror movie news. But look, we 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 are not we're not timed on our podcast. We can pretty much go for how long as we feel like that we have mm-hmm. good content. So 
you had, you had something you wanted to share with the listeners, and that makes it personable, and that's what I think uh, listeners like and stuff like that. They just like, oh, yeah, shit, I can relate to that bullshit. So hopefully hope, – maybe you might get even emails about that. Maybe there will be a new hashtag support Anna, you know, like you know, maybe there's a new trend going this year or whatnot with uh, – <laughs> Hashtag uh, shake your badge. Yeah, hashtag shake your badge. There you go. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Hey. I'll put it this way. Listeners that work with us, if you know us, hashtag shake your badge at us and we'll know. Uh, so that would be fun. Please do it because that would be amazing That'd and be it amazing. would make me feel better. And it gives us – and then look, you create a hashtag. Now, who has to create a hashtag is uh, Sarah because we have hashtag dumb butler. Yep. Uh, thank you, Matthew Stubbs, for that from the Geeks Who Eat. And then for me, hashtag bunk bunk. <laughs> And then you hashtag wave your badge. So uh, shake Sarah, your badge. shake your badge. See, I even fucked it up. No, you're good. It's new kids. Give me a break. I like. Why do I keep calling them kids? I don't know why I say kids. I even do that on Life with Shit. And honestly, no kid should listen to Life <laughs> with Shit. Like that is like the most fucking. That is the mo- that is a show that just doesn't give a fuck. You know what it is? I think it's because whenever you say are on these podcasts and you're calling the listeners kids, it's because this is the one time that you really feel like people are actually listening to what you're the advice you're giving, so you feel like you can actually like be sort of an adult and give out pieces of wisdom. Yeah, but I should just call them the be scaries, you know, or like we do on Life Is Shit, we call them the the manly. <laughs> call them the BSs. <laughs> no, I'm not going to call them the BSs. That's oh no. I know you wouldn't, and I'm not recommending it. I just thought it was really funny. But anyways, we got some eerie news of the week, so uh, here we go. Some horror stuff. Woo! It is time for eerie news of the week. So tying this back into our trip to Ireland... Uh, there is a Irish priest calls for the appointment of more exorcists. Now, now I'm going to just say this. Even if I didn't start off with Irish priest, mm-hmm. by this motherfucker's name, you'd be like, oh, yeah, he's fucking Irish as the, as, as the day as is the long. Dickens. <laughs> uh, Father Pat Collins. Now, if that's not fucking Irish, <laughs> I don't know what is. O'Malley? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, if you had O'Malley at the end of that, oh, fuck, Pat. Father Pat Collins O'Malley. Oh, yeah, we got to get more exorcists out here. As he's oh, chugging believe. a beer. <laughs> uh, well, I can't do an exorcist unless I'm buzzed. <laughs> oh, give me a pint of Guinness. I'll fucking punch the demon I'm, in its face. I'm actually going to be really surprised. That's actually what I'm, again, different rant. When we go to Ireland, I'm going to be fucking, f- f- like, over the moon if, like, day one, boom, I have the Irish accent. Like, you mean over the moony? Oh, I see I... what you did there. <laughs> over the moony. Oh. Oh, I showed my Mooney once. Yeah, now that just sounds like an Irish Robin Williams. Oh, look oh, at that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, 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 look at that. Oh, where are we going? Oh, I'm dead. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was the one who fucking killed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah my totally. bad. My apologies. My bad. I'm the one that drove Robin Williams to hang himself. My fucking. Not yeah. depression. It was no. Steve. Yeah, he heard your, uh, your stand up and he was like, God, this guy's way better. This is depressing. No way. Kill myself. No way. He saw like, no, he saw my thing. And goes, humor is dead. <laughs> humor is dead. But anyway, so, so Father Patrick Collins, a Catholic priest uh, <laughs> and trained exorcist, has put the Catholic Church on blast, calling the appointment of uh, and more trained exorcisms. Currently, there is only a requ- uh, only a requirement of one priest trained in exorcisms per you know diocese. 
diocese on the the Emerald Isles. Uh, Colin says that just isn't enough. The priest has been vocal in his uh, uh, fervent belief. Man, I can't even read this. Okay, but anyways, of the evil one, which is really funny because I just realized the other story right after this, what it is. But uh, so, um, put it this way: this is a uh, what is it called? Foreshadowing. Uh, but uh, the evil one, it becomes more pronounced. Uh, he's, uh, f- you know, further says that the received, but it, it just seems so weird to me that I think about it. So speaking of, uh, and again, we will post the story on the, um, Facebook page and everything like that, but no, I did not want to click on that ad. Fuck you. I like how I grabbed the bar on the side to scroll down and maybe grab on a oh. shitty ad. Um, but yeah, he's like, what? But basically, but what I was getting at was the fact that, like, um, I should really have my dad on this show, actually. And I think about it, he actually took a class in college where uh-huh. there was a priest who taught the class. And at the uh, the way back row of the, of the auditorium or whatnot, where they were teaching or whatnot, there's an empty chair and people would sit in it. He's like, oh, no, no, that one's reserved. So then everyone would fill in the class and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, like, no one sits in the chair. And all of a sudden, the door, this huge metal door, my my dad even, like, swears by it. He's like, look. He's like, I'm not saying, like, the door was flimsy or anything. He's like, it was a heavy metal door. Like, when you had to open that thing to get in and leave and stuff, you had to put some force into that. The door would swing open. And then the father would be all like, oh, hey, how is it? Like, how are you? Like, take a seat or whatnot. And then he would get up, go over to the door, and then close it. And then it was funny, a couple of years back, I should find the article. I should talk to my dad next week. I'll talk to my dad this week, and I'll get all the information because there was an article written about him, and now the man still was teaching. I think this is maybe two – I'm going to say probably five, six years ago. The man was still teaching, and then he had a full two back rows empty. Hmm. So um, – and it just surprised me because he actually that, – that father actually did a exorcist. That's why he was teaching the class, because he had experience of whatever my dad so was learning. So he was actually that. qualified to be an exorcist. So he's actually qualified. So it's cool. so weird now that I think about it. It's like, this guy and that guy are the only two exorcists I've ever fucking ever heard of. And I, granted, don't get me wrong, I don't think I've walked up to anybody, like father or priest or anything like that, and just been all like, have you got an exorcism? Because it's most likely something yeah. they don't really want to talk about, because I can only imagine like how horrific that could be. It'd be like, hey, remember that really shitty time in your life when you had a, like, Get rid of a you know thing from a woman. How was that? Like, yeah, you remember the most terrible experience you've ever had in your, your life? life. How did that go? Yeah, Tell me every detail. I don't want to do that, but I, I'll I'll definitely get the facts. But it's just it's just so surprising to me that like there's not too many people who who know how to or not trained to do an exorcism. The only other person I know of who had who is able to do an exorcism. Well, he's dead now, but the only other person that I've heard of is. Um, Ed Warren. <clears throat> and like I said, he's dead now, but he's the only person outside of the Catholic Church. That's right. He's the only person who was not a Catholic priest that was ever um, certified by the Catholic Church to do an exorcism. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's a good point. There's really not very many. So I'm going to talk to Pat, mm-hmm. and I think when we go to Ireland, we're okay. going to track down uh, Father Patrick Holland, and we're going to be like, dude, make us. We can do this. We can kick a demon's ass. Let's go. He'd be like, this, no, that's... He's like, first of all, we don't even know where there's a friggin'... First off, he's just like, first off, how'd you find me? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) He's like, will you please get out of my my toilet? Would you please get out of my laboratory? No, no, uh, latrine. Lavatory. Lavatory, there we go. I'm like, latrine (laughs) is what the Germans use. Well, they also call it a water closet. 
Yeah, that's my water closet. Oh, I like that. Oh, I'm so using that all the time when I'm in Ireland. Where's the water closet? Or you can just say, where's the WC? But yeah, we will post this story on the Facebook page. Or you page. can be like, where's the loo? You have to say it like that, too. The uh, loo. Anyways. Oh, hello there. Let's go to the loo. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Haughty Um But yeah, so, but then it makes me laugh because I just talk about like exorcism, fun stuff. So I found out. And I am. We are now following him on uh, yes. on Twitter. And if you want to follow him too on Twitter, um, uh, Satan has a Twitter account, and it's hilarious. Oh my god! I just saw the first Twitter post that they have for him. So yeah, so you can follow him at s, and then the number eight, and then the letter n as in Nancy is his thing. So Satan with yeah. the letter eight instead of a t a. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, his first one, like his number, his the first tweet on it. We'll read a couple of these and then we'll go. But I'm curious, should I do it in a Satan voice? Uh, depends on your Satan voice. Well, my Satan voice would just be like uh, the South Park Satan, pretty much. Oh, <laughs> you should. <clears throat> okay, I'm trying to remember how Satan sounds. Oh, Saddam. Yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. If Satan needed someone's consent to enter their body, then so do you. Yeah, I totally believe. That sounds like Nicolas Cage. Right? Yeah, it's Na- Nicolas Cage being possessed by Satan. That's a better. Uh, Nicholas Satan. No, I don't want to do Nicholas Satan. I'm trying to think of who's a better Satan. Hmm. Well, the only other Satan voice that I know of is, well, I know two other voices. The really low, like creepy, harsh one that people always use. Or I could do the devil like that. Yeah, there's that. Or there's Which just a, sounds like Dr. Claw. Yeah, I know, which is, it always creeps me out a bit whenever you do the Dr. Claw. Voice. Really? Yeah. I'll get you next Every time, time I'm like, what the, hello, I'll, Satan. I'll like, get you next time, Gadget. Next time. Like, or, I'll get oh, you next fuck, time, Christ. I got it. I got it. I, I'll get you next time, son of Christ. Yeah. Next time. Oh, that sounds cool. Oh, I like that. Uh, and I found a way to do it. <laughs> you did really that like in such a Ryan Reynolds, like Deadpool kind of, oh, I like that. Ooh, like I just like a facial that. expression. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I, fuck, who, I just had, oh, that's right. Skeletor. Yes. All right. Here's, here's, here's another tree. Don't be a racist. Hate everyone equally. <laughs> or. Oh, that's the next one. The reason I sin is because there's a stairway to heaven and a highway to hell, and I sure oh. ain't climbing no stairs. There you go. Let's see the next one. Uh, oh. The devil didn't make you do it. You're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I like this one, too. Read it, read it, read oh, Okay. It. I keep getting Christmas lists from dyslexic kids. <laughs> I gotta find my favorite one, which I'll end on. I'm not gonna read them all. These are just like the top twenty. <laughs> oh, that's but, oh the, actually, this one works out great. I'm gonna read this one last. I'll come back to it. I gotta, but I gotta find my favorite one. Where is it? Uh, shit, where is it? Might be a little bit down. Well, there's find. number seven and number eight that I really like. Well, I was trying to find the one with the. Um, I have to go to the next page. I think I'm trying to find the one about the petting zoo. Uh, that's number. That's. I did oh. I pass it. There, well, there. Oh no, that's not the petting zoo. It's a similar one. Oh, actually, this one's funny. I gotta post. Uh, I gotta post the one that I saw that was really funny. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, this one. Yeah. <laughs> this one. It's a cartoon, and says, "Ronnie, may I introduce you to my best friend Jesus?" And then the kid, who's apparently Ronnie, who he's talking to, says, "Nope." And Satan just goes, "Be more like Ronnie." <laughs> Yeah, I found it. It's number 12. Okay, I passed it. Okay, so I'm going to read this one, then i got to go back to the other one, because the other one works perfectly for a show. So this one. So, would you please stop sacrificing animals to me? 
I'm not running a fucking petting zoo down here. Okay, and then the one that I that I think we will end on, but definitely check it out if you want some good humor and stuff like that. Yeah, I would check out this one, and if you really want a cheap laugh since you're going to hell anyways for listening to this podcast, you can also follow uh, Helen Keller Helen Keller on Twitter. Those ones are great. Okay, so this one is great. Where is it? Okay, so this is our last one, and this one I think fits for horror movies. So if you ever feel alone watch a horror movie late at night with the lights off you won't feel so alone anymore (laughs) isn't that the fucking truth but yeah definitely check that out i just thought it was funny i was like you know what let's put this in the eerie news of the week but uh definitely check it out if you have a twitter account and you want some want some good laughs i I sent it over to pat there's one that has a pic i gotta find it i'll find it on the website i'll find it on that site and i'll send it over i'll post on the b horrorcast but it's something about uh Something about, like, let Jesus enter you or something like that. And then I forget what his, like, rebuttal was, but it's just, it was just so great because you're just, like, because you read the sign, you're like, okay. And then after he says it, you're like, yeah, that is kind of true. Why oh, hang on. That? I just saw that. Give me a second. Let okay. me pull it back up. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely found But I like, I like, I like, uh, I like Skeletor Satan now. Yeah. The devil didn't make you do it. You're just an asshole. There was a great one where it's a girl wearing a shirt, like this decked out goth girl, like really bad, like piercings and everything. And it's all like, it's on her shirt. It says, Satan loves me. And then Satan at the bottom just goes, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, oh, Knoxville Baptist Tabernacle. Remember, Satan was the first to demand equal rights. And he goes, yet I'm the bad guy. Oh, no, that wasn't it. But that was a good one, too. Yeah, Satan loves me, and he just goes, "No, I don't." <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, you don't have to find it. They can, they can find it. I'll find it later. Post it on the Facebook oh, page, but oh, definitely check oh, it out. Oh, this is great. It's related to the podcast too. So he says the recommended age to have a Ouija board is eight oh, years yeah. old. So you need to be twenty-one years old to drink alcohol and eight to summon me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, all right, but yeah, we're going to dive into our horror movie news of the week, and then we'll do our movie reviews. But without further ado, we have... It's time for horror news. So I will say this. I saw, the, I saw this story, pulled it up because I'm a huge fan, but I was also curious because I was thought there was in talks of doing... A, I know we talked about the Critters, Television series. I thought there was another toxin to doing a. Um, oh yeah, I saw that too. Anna's like still. Sorry, this. she still... got really addicted to Satan's Twitter. I really did. <laughs> I don't even care about the show anymore. Satan talked to me. It's Satan. But uh, My name oh, is Satan. okay. Well, here we go. While we're waiting for the Tremors television series to get off the ground, spoiler alerts. There we go. Tra- Tremors. Uh, Tremors. A cold day in hell. The sixth film in the franchise mm-hmm. uh, is going to be coming. So it looks like the last one was Tremors: Bloodline Dallas, which I think is on Netflix. Which I think I think I was going to do, or no, is maybe it's on HBO Go. But I remember I was going to go through because we did do the first Tremors, and then I wanted to do the second one, third one, fourth one. And fifth one, and now we'll be doing the sixth one. So we'll have to get caught up before this one comes out. Um, I like how I said we have to get caught up before this one comes out, but probably won't be that hard to catch up on it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Oh, super hot. Uh, there's a couple of there's a couple of pictures of showing. Oh, it looks like it's coming to Blu-ray and DVD if it's not already out. Uh, but it looks like Jamie Kennedy is going to be in this one. Oh. So okay. that's that's interesting, but yeah, the CGI looks pretty good on everything. All the little pictures they're showing. I know there's a yeah. there's a trailer out for it, so we'll go ahead. Oh, it looks like you can own it on Blu-ray 
on May 1st. That's when it's going to be released. You know, I'm curious if they stuck with like mostly practical practical effects in this and just kind of just did CGI where they needed to. Uh, they might have, knowing them. I mean, but then again, I don't know if CGI is now uh, cheaper than practical effects these days. It could be, yeah. But uh, I just thought that was kind of cool that uh, we are getting a television series and they were also like, oh, here's another fucking movie. So um, this one I think I'm going to hand off to you because you did also find the story as well. But uh, I thought this was really interesting because I have not... Oh, that's... Fuck, I did that. I did not like when I do that. So you're going to have to... No worries. Click on the actual picture to get to the story. See, that's the problem. Every time I try to do it from my iPad, I think I figured it out, but it always like gives you the Facebook post of who posted it, and then you have to actually click on that again to get to the actual article. Yeah, so the show's not. But um, this is the interesting part. I'll let you... I'm going to hand it off to you for a little bit because I'm going to refresh my drink. But uh, I have not heard from this person in a yeah. long time, and then this comes up, this story, and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, I'm into it. So, without further ado. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. So, um, it looks like, so Hillary Duff, I'm sure you guys have not heard her name in freaking long-ass time, but good on her for doing this. So, Hillary Duff is going to be playing Sharon Tate in uh, a horror film called The Haunting of Sharon Tate. Um, so, basically, it's about the... The last days leading up to Tate's murder from her point of view. So it's actually, the plot is inspired by an actual quote from Tate from an interview published a year before her death when she reveals to having dreams about ghosts haunting her house and foreseeing her own death at the hands of the satanic cult. So I did not know about that. Either that's just a bizarre coincidence or holy shit, she's a fucking But prophet. yeah, I'm, I'm kind of really intrigued by this just because of the fact that it's like, I'm trying to remember the last time I actually saw Hillary Duff in anything. Now, I know Hillary Duff had a great run with the Disney Channel uh, mm-hmm. doing the um, Lizzie McGuire stuff and then they did yeah. a Lizzie McGuire movie. Then she had a little bit of a singing career. I know her sister does acting and her sister's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, she, she was, was in, in several she was, horror movies. She was also in Napoleon Dynamite. Um, she what? Oh, that was her. That was that was oh Hillary Duff's sister. I'm um, okay. trying to remember Haley Duff. Is that her name? I think so. I feel bad if I can't remember the other Hillary sister, even though I know they're Duff gonna sister. Duff sister. Yeah, I said Hillary. <laughs> the sister. other Hillary sister, Clinton. <laughs> oh, I know that sister all too well. When when uh, she was out there campaigning, I was doing her sister. I'm a classic guy, America. But yeah, so I thought that was really actually kind of cool and interesting. So I'm actually really kind of excited about this because. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen, and I could be wrong. Again, I'm not like the biggest Hillary Duff fan in the world. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I don't know if I've ever seen her in like an actual. Um... You're right. It was Haley Duff. Oh, it was Haley Duff. That's all I know is celebrities and other shit. <laughs> um, but uh, fuck again, I did that stupid thing. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested. I want to see her in a serious role and see how how this pans out. So. I look forward to it. Yeah, so good on her for getting back into the, the movie scene. I will say we actually, like, she is the only Disney girl I know of who has not gone insane. So good on her for keeping her shit together and especially good on her for going to the horror genre. Like, you know, that's a, especially for girls, like, that can be kind of a limiting um, experience. So major props to her for actually doing it. You know what? You know what? How about this? Hillary? Good for you for not fucking your life up. All right, Hillary Duff, good for you. You did great. You're one of the proud, the few of the Disney kids who survived. So good for you. Yeah, everyone give it a round of applause. The few, the proud, the mer- or the Disney kids. Yeah, the few, the life. proud, the Disney kids. Now, this is actually really interesting, this next story. So we all know Zachary uh, Quinto. 
if you don't know the name, I'm sure when you see his face, you'll be like, oh, shit. So the man who played Spock, the man who was pretty much the bad guy in Heroes, um, he's been in American Horror Stories, all this other stuff. So he's going to host the reboot of In Search Of, which is what Leonard Nimoy originally did back in the 70s. Are you fucking serious? That's amazing! Which I thought was great, because he took on the role of Spock and did a phenomenal job. And then you have, yeah, let me see when actually, uh, yeah, In Search Of, yeah, a big brief reveal of the series aired on Sci-Fi in 2002, and the host uh, by The X-Files, oh, the guy who played Skinner, uh, Mitch uh, Pigley, I think is his name. Uh, He did it, but I guess, you know, it, it went... Obviously, to 10 seasons, they didn't order anymore and stuff like that. So it looks like uh, Zachary Quinto is going to take that over. But yeah, but it was hosted by the legendary. uh, But yeah, and Search of was all the way from Bigfoot to UFOs to even the JFK assassination, Jack the Ripper murder. So So they talk about all this kind of stuff. I mean, that footage of Bigfoot walking, that's where that came from. They that's where everyone first saw it was on In Search of with Leonard Nimoy. So um, I have to. I'm trying to figure out when. Oh, 1977 to 1982 is when the original series uh, went. So I'm I'm like fucking stoked for this. So and I will give him major props because number one, following in Spock's shoes is a huge burden to follow or huge like shoes to fill. And second of all, he did a really good job. Like I feel like for me personally, like I kind of feel like Carl Urban. Like, kind of stole the show between, like, him and, like, him playing Bones and, you know, Quinto playing Spock. Like, between the two of them, I kind of feel like, again, like, I feel like uh, Carl Urban stole the show, but he did a phenomenal job as Spock. And I am actually, that's actually really, really cool. And I feel like that they're really, like, that is one of the most respectful ways that they could honor Leonard Nimoy at this point. And that is so freaking, okay. All right, sorry, I'm done I, gushing. Sorry, I was looking at like the I pulled up the next uh, article, which is yours. I know you found this story and stuff like that. I'm very intrigued by it, but I looked down at the bottom where they always have that bullshit set. Oh yeah, at the bottom. And my favorite one, so it has things only adults notice in Moana. And you're like, all right, then this one. Yeah, this one I'm actually excited about. It says River Riverdale star Cole uh, Sprouse lands starring role in first movie. So I was like, okay, that's the guy who plays Jughead, which is like my favorite oh, yeah, character yeah. on Riverdale. But this one I thought was great. Stars you may not know passed away, and it's Liv Tyler. The picture, <laughs> the picture I'm like, no, I'm no, pretty, I'm she's, pretty she's sure still she's alive. alive. Yeah. So, anyways, but let's get to this news story. Which uh, this is actually I'm very intrigued by this. So I'll let you I'll let you talk, and then I'll talk about the thing that I'm very like uh, I'm noticed. Uh, about this kind of thing. Okay. So we have confirmation at this point that um, Matt Smith from Doctor Who is going to play be playing Charles Manson, which I think is going to be fucking amazing. Like, I mean, I don't really think that, like, looks-wise, he looks nothing like him because I feel like Charles Manson was a lot more attractive whenever he was younger and didn't have, like, the fucking pentagram carved into his dumbass head but i will say that if anyone can pull this off matt smith can because he is a great method actor well what i want to say so my parents have been watching um the crown Mm -hmm. on netflix and matt smith is in there and my mom absolutely loves him in it she thinks he's great and i think it's funny because the only thing i've seen him in really is doctor uh, Doctor Who. who so i have i did want to check it out but i think it's weird uh speaking of like Something that has nothing to do with horror. But I guess The Crown, like, they did two seasons with the young actors, and then they're going to go ahead. But instead of doing makeup, they're actually finding people to 
who be, look like who them. look like them, but older and stuff like, like other actors and stuff. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they're going that route with it. Clever. So I guess that kind of works out for Matt Smith, seeing that he's really not tied to that show. Uh, like his his seasons are done, so he can now actually do other projects. I know he he really actually what I would like to see him be it. I'd like to see him play like a villain in either one of the Marvel shows or the Marvel movies. But the only movie I want to see him in play a villain would be like a Doctor Strange. Oh, that would be perfect. Like him against uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I think that would be a really kind of interesting dynamic. I don't know any of Doctor Strange's villains. I don't know right off the bat right now because this is a log box cast. But uh, but yeah, this is really kind of this is cool. So when uh, when is okay? That's what I want to talk about. So since we didn't, I didn't ruin the lead. uh, The Charlie Charlie Manson. So many people are doing movies about him now, and this is this was even in talks before he passed away, like late last year. Um, and nothing be like, oh, feel bad for that. Fuck that. You know, like he died. Good. Um, but it's so weird because it's like Quentin Tarantino's talking about uh, Charlie. This is the weird part. He's talking about a Manson film, but like Manson's not going to be the star. Like it's a, the focal points on somebody else, which is kind of an interesting take. And then there's like this one. And then I'm trying to there's remember. There's the Sharon Tate one that we just talked about. Yeah, that's you know, from a different perspective altogether. So it's kind of interesting. And I'm just wondering if it, it, it makes me dumb to say, is there like an anniversary coming up for Manson? Everyone's like, we got to get these films out. Well, there's that. And then there's also the Ted Bundy film that's coming out with Zac Efron. Yeah. Which, first I, of all. I think I've posted the the picture and the story about yeah, what he looks like right now. First of all, creepy as hell. Like he looks almost exactly like him. And again, like Zac Efron, I feel like is a very underrated actor because I mean, yes, he did High School Musical and Neighbors and blah, blah, blah. However, it doesn't take away from the fact that he is a phenomenal actor. First off, okay, fuck all that shit. He played Chris R. in... Uh, <laughs> oh, the Disaster, disaster Artist. Disaster Artist, yes. and he was fucking great. Oh, he so. was amazing. You didn't even recognize him. I didn't recognize him, him until I like, recognized him, and I was like, wait, there's no way that's Zac Efron. And I had to, literally had to Google it in the movie. I was like, oh my God, that really is Zac Efron. <laughs> but uh, this one I'm actually really intrigued about. This is right up my alley. Uh, you found this story, so go ahead and dish. Yeah, so this actually sounds really interesting. Um, it's actually coming to, it's a, a video game coming to PS4, Xbox, and PC from Quarter Circle Games. I probably, Patrick's probably going to be all over this with the Oculus. Most likely. So this is about um, the uh, it's called the Peterson case, and it's set after the events of the Roswell crash. So the Peterson case, the brief description is it's set in 1947 in a location near the Roswell UFO incident. You play as an experienced detective who has been called in to find information and clues about a missing family. Franklin soon discovers that there is an unearthly presence within the house that's hot on his tail. But can he solve the crime before it's too late? So it kind of sounds like a combination between horror, mystery, and uh, suspense. And like cover-ups and shit like that? Yeah, Ooh. and like, and uh, sort of, like, yeah, like... Oh, there is a trailer. Horror, mystery, suspense, and um, like conspiracy. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit of the trailer because I'm intrigued and you guys are just going to hear voice, but we will post this on the Facebook page. Okay, I was hoping there was not going to be an ad. <laughs> Well, how did I know it was going to be an upside-down cross? What the fuck? Is that someone crying? Yeah. Are they crying or laughing? I don't know, but this looks fucking creepy and I'm in. Oh, it's doing the wall rotting thing. (laughs) 
Oh, that's fucking creepy. Yeah, the chick, yeah. I'm watching it a little bit ahead of time from the sound, but... Shoot her in the face! suffer through just sounds of this right now but yeah well uh i'm gonna watch this we're posting this on the facebook page yeah i stopped it at a good part uh but anna's gonna keep going but uh anna can't keep going because we do have another segment before we do our movie review i do so and i did not make a sound drop for this yet because i suck but uh you don't suck well this is the first time i've done it in a long time so i totally understand i mean i might be able to something together real quick give me a sec while you pull up your notes unless you're still watching the video but you probably have your notes out and you're just like whatever no i just i just pulled my notes up so no worries <clears throat> well i while we're you're searching for the sound drop so i will give a little bit of an introduction i actually have heard from one of our that's how we do it yeah <laughs> Um, I did get a lot of feedback from one very vocal listener, and I we definitely appreciate it. And we as much feedback as we can get, we definitely want it. So I did hear from somebody that they really wanted us to do an episode, or they really wanted me to do a creature feature on the Black Eyed Kids. So without further ado, <laughs> it is time for creature. <laughs> All right, that was actually pretty amazing. Yeah, I have to remember where that's at, so I can just cut it and then make a sound drop of it. Hell yeah. 5347. All right. I, know I said that like, <laughs> they're like, we don't give a shit. We don't care. Well, you know what? Too bad. Um. So anyways, title of this, and actually I will post this somehow. If you guys want to actually look at the websites where I got this information, I only went to like a couple because I tried to avoid Wikipedia. So, um, but really I just went to one specific website and then everything else just kind of corroborated it. So I just stuck with the one, but it's, uh, the title is black eyed kids, urban legend or paranormal phenomenon. So if I will be referring to them, Either as black-eyed kids or black-eyed children. Uh, I also see the abbreviation uh, BEK or BEC. I will so. also accept black-eyed peas. Ugh. Anyways, so I did get this information. Look, nothing scarier than... No, actually, I would find that very amusing. I opened the door and it was just very like, my lumps, my, my lovely, lovely lady, lady lumps. I'm all like, do you need a job? What's going on? <laughs> Anyways. My hump, my hump, my hump. Anyways. Anyways, so black-eyed children. So, Black Eyed Children. So, basically, it's been this has been something that's been circulating since the mid-1990s on internet message boards. So, this is as far back as they can trace it. So, I don't that's really... That's kind of... That's... Wow. It's pretty recent. That's... Yeah. Like, I know... It's 90s, like the beginning the, of the internet, really. I know the 90s is, like, seems far from now, but, like, thinking about, like, other stuff, like, 1977 is when we finally saw, like, the first, like, kind of Bigfoot footage. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Like, the, like that... Yeah. It's not... A, well, I guess... I guess it's probably... Well, I guess it predates Slender Man, so... Yes. It predates Slender Man, but it's nowhere near, like, Wolfman or vampires or... <laughs> 
even the Jersey Devil or, you know. So well, yeah. Anyways, okay, or so, Nessie, my favorite. Okay, so it pet. started. It started on internet chats or internet boards. Uh, basically, there was a blogger named Brian Bethel, who claims to have reported the first black-eyed kid encounter in the spring or summer of 1996. He reported it on a ghost hunter forum in 1998, which was two years after his encounter. Oh, interesting. So I kind of paraphrased paraphrase a lot of what was said in the the uh, the link. I did um, leave some of the quotes that he said that I thought were interesting. So basically, he said he was parked in front of a movie theater in the evening, making out a check for his internet provider, which, first of all, I was like, ah, damn. Uh, (laughs) When two boys, 9 to 12, wearing hoodies, knocked on the driver's side car window, and his quote is, I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible, soul-wracking fear, and I had no idea why. He cracked the car window and learned that they wanted to ride home to get money to see the Mortal Kombat movie playing at the theater right next to Oh, shit! So... Oh, I know exactly the time period that happened at. (laughs) Fuck yeah, bro! Um, All the while, and then again, a direct quote, all the while the spokesman uttered assurances. It wouldn't take long. They were just two little kids. They didn't have a gun or anything. What the fuck? Uh, The last part was a bit unnerving. In the short time, I had broken the gaze. Okay, I have to... I just have to back up a little bit. They don't have a gun. Like, I don't remember ever in the 90s, like, being like, oh, little kids are packing. I know. That's why he was unnerved by it, because this kid is like, we don't have guns or anything. It's like, why would you bring that up unless that was actually an issue? (laughs) That's like going Um, out on a date and be like, I'm not going to try to push myself on you tonight. The woman's going to be like, I think this date's over now. Yeah. And the quote, I figured you'd probably pick up on that. I was like, yeah, that's, because it, like, again, it's completely out of. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah, that, like, that in and of itself is just completely bizarre. I would stab the child at that point. (laughs) I think I'm right, too. Um, Because you know why? He didn't bring a gun to my knife fight, so fuck him. (laughs) Um, But is it really that much of a fight if he doesn't even know that you're going to be fighting him in the first place? First place. If I'm attacking a child, I'm already off my game. (laughs) There's Anyways. already I I've already made very bad life decisions up until that point. Yeah, the best part is the quote continues. The last part was a bit unnerving. No shit, Sherlock. Like really, I don't have a gun or anything. You wouldn't get creeped out whenever you're in the like a parking lot in the middle of the night, like fucking, yeah. And I like like why the fuck would you be filling out the check? Wouldn't you fill out the check at home and then drop it off? Uh, like and why are you doing it in the middle of the night? I just I have so many questions. Well, anyways, but but, but get anyways, to the. In the short time, so quote continues. In the short time, I had broken the gaze of the spokesman. Something had changed, and my mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with coal black eyes, soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. He's a poet. Uh, I full on freaked out inside while it was trying the best to- writing in, in 1998. Yeah, well, first he says, soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. And then he just goes, I full on freaked out, man. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like Shaggy. Like, in his mind, he's all like, like, man, it was like a ray of sunshine. And then it is like when he finally speaks, like the words that he thought he spoke, he's just like, groovy, man. Yeah. (laughs) And he goes, I full on freaked out inside while trying to appear completely sane and calm. Yeah, you are pretty insane. And then in brain. Insane in the brain. Wow, we really did bring this back to the 90s. <laughs> Anyways. Thought you like that. Um, I made whatever excuses came to mind, all of them designed to get me the hell out of there. 
I wrapped my hand around the gear shift, threw the car into reverse, and began to roll up the window, apologizing all the while. My fear must have been evident. The boy on the in the back wore a look of confusion. The spokesman banged sharply on the window as I rolled it up. His words, full of anger, echo in my mind even today. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. Wow. Yeah. I drove out of the parking lot in blind fear, and I'm surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I stole a quick look in my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night. The boys were gone. Even if they had run, I don't believe there was any place they could have hidden from my view that quickly. So I'm actually curious about this. So I know this is just one incident. Well, this is the very first reported. Yeah, the very first reported. Because the story has evolved. Because the latest one I heard that someone was talking about actually was a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And this time it was the first time it seemed like it was two boys. So I'm very curious if like, you know, if, if these creatures exist, did, did they learn to adapt going like, oh, we seem to get more leverage if it's a brother and sister, you know, going into a house or whatnot. But yeah, that's what I heard. So what uh, my knowledge is before you mm-hmm. give a little about it and you can touch upon like basically say yes, yay, nay or whatnot. My knowledge was it was like, yeah, these children would show up at your house, but they could they basically like a vampire. You have to invite them in. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you but every everything with them. Is it just feels unnerving the entire time you're yeah. you're interacting with these with these yeah so basically creatures, I guess I picked up on everything like I picked up a couple things where it's basically like the most common themes throughout all of the reports of the black eyed children it's always at night and a lot of times there's a storm going on um, they constantly ring or knock on the door unless until you answer the door or acknowledge them so they could be. I've heard it like I saw that it could be car doors. It could be like your like, like your house door or apartment door or whatever. Like basically they're just constantly doing something to get your attention. You're inside something and they're trying to. They're trying to get it. So they won't bother homeless people then. Probably not. No. Let me in. Do my box. I got nothing. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Where's my beer? Um. And yeah, once you respond, so you answer the door, you roll down the window, then they make a request for entry into your home or your car. Like, they'll... Yeah, there's usually a story like, my parents got into an accident, or uh, we got lost, can we use your phone? Yeah, we got lost, can we use your phone, can you take me home, my parents were supposed to pick me up, and they didn't, you know, something like that. Something to kind of, like, try to instill this, like, feeling of, like feeling of help or like kind of like this desire to help the kids. However, usually there's a feeling of dread or wrongness with the person that they are talking to. So the person like the way that I heard it or that I saw it described the most was basically like your entire body has like this physical reaction to whatever you're facing where it just, it wants to pull away and it wants to get away as fast as it can. And like, there's just this feeling of wrongness, like pretty much down to the bone where you're just like, and, like, your every nerve is just, like, get away, get away, get away. Which is so funny because back in the, like, when I lived in my very first apartment, I went outside when I was smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Went inside, like, early morning, having a cigarette and a cup of coffee, and this guy rode by on a bike. He's like, hey, man, you got a phone I could borrow? And, like, I don't know why. I was like, yeah, let me go check, even though I knew I had a cell phone. But I was like, fuck this person. Like, I'm not giving you my phone. Like, yeah. you're on a bike riding in, and then I'll know where you want to you want to borrow my phone to call somebody like this is all fucking so many sketches, you know, kind of thing. So I just realized these black eyed children would not work on me. Cause I just, I'm like, I'm just like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Like, I think <laughs> if I open the door and they asked to come in, I'd probably kick them in the face or just be like, no, 
Why would I yeah, let be like, you in? No, I'm not letting you in. And if they still ring the doorbell, I'm like, I swear to God, if I open this again and you guys are out here, you're getting a kick to the face. Because <laughs> I gave them a warning. And then it happens again they're like, because they're like, oh, no one's ever kicked us in the face. I will kick a child in the <laughs> face. I don't care. So I'm assuming, like, while the, all this is going on, like, they're not making direct eye contact. They probably are wearing, like, hoods or something like that to kind of hide their eyes. Yeah. So, the, um, and actually, I did see one or two reports and I should have put them in here if I, I should have found them again and put them in. But like in the past when I researched it, I did find a report of like somebody who actually did invite them into their home. And they were like extremely creeped out the entire time. And I think they ended up rescinding their request and being like, you know what? Never mind. I'm not OK with this yeah, step yeah, yeah. outside kind of thing. Um, but yeah, if you like while you're talking to them, I'll while say if children them, come to your door, drop kick them in the face. <laughs> Everyone's all like, what about Halloween? That's even more recent. Hashtag dropkick. Hashtag don't listen to Steve. <laughs> Hashtag dropkick B-E-K. Um, oh, I oh D-K-B-E-K. I dropkick a... Black Eyed Kids. Damn. <laughs> uh, no, I just came up with a great horror movie now. Yeah? It's You can make it a dark comedy, but it's, a, it's somebody who knows all the tropes of horror movies. Now, I know what you're saying. You're like, oh, what about Scream? Yes, Scream did have Jamie Kennedy, actually. Wow, really bringing it back to the 90s. Um, <laughs> Again. I know. Jamie Kennedy, you know, he was the movie guy. He knew everything, like, you shouldn't do in a horror movie and stuff of like that. But what I mean is, like, they know everything about lore and stuff of like that, but all this shit exists. So, like, when shit happens, like, you're hanging out with your friends and they're all, they just think you're crazy, but it's, like, children show up at the door and be like, don't let them in. And then, like, the other guy comes running in front of the room, just kicks them both in the face, shuts the door. <laughs> He's like, those are black-eyed kids. Like, don't fucking let them in. They're like, you just drop kick kids in the face. Yeah, it's like it's the night of a full moon. And like, like yeah, and just, there's a storm going yeah, on. Really fun yeah. comedy movie where it's yeah. like the one guy knows everything about. It. It's like oh, that and guy's like a their friends keep doing stupid shit. Yeah, like, like the one like goes out to the shed. Like whenever they're in the log cabin and out in the woods. Like yeah, yeah. Like literally they pull like <laughs> yeah. they pull up and like the, the and car, it's off of a lake. That yeah, and be like, hey dude, I'm gonna go check out that house. And be like, why? He's like, well, I heard a scream in there. It's like, hey, hello. We all have cell phones. It all has service. Let's just call the cops. Let them deal with it. They have guns. We don't have shit. What are you doing? Yeah, like. Yeah, that would be amazing. We need to do this now. <laughs> we need to do this now. This is this is ba- this, this is what's going to happen. Someone will listen to it who's more successful than I am, and then we'll just steal the idea, and I can't really say anything about it because, I mean, that's how I lost. Well, at least the, we have That's how record. I lost the Smurfs. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so, I I really feel bad because I know for a fact the person who wanted us to talk about this is just like Steve. Shut the fuck up right now. I want to know. Well, um, the funny thing is, she probably already does know. Oh well. Anyways, but but, but okay. So, uh, what do you have? Um, this might be a weird question to ask because so yeah. that was the first incident in nineteen ninety like five. Uh huh. Or was it? Wait, he said it was two years later. Nineteen ninety six. Ninety six. So spoke yeah, two, about yeah. it in ninety eight. Ninety eight. Now, um, what is the most recent? Uh, actually, that's going to be coming up later. Oh, later, shit. So, I mean, it's not going to be specific stories, but it's going to be, like, if you want updated stories, then there's a place you can go. So, oh, okay. Um, you, so, yeah, so if you, like, while you're talking to the kids at the door and they're asking to come in. Again, if you say, drop, kick them in the face. Yeah, if you say no, then they'll start pushing and be like, come on, please, like, we need to make a phone call, something like that. And then... Do the Ray Romano. No! Yeah. No! Deborah! No! Well, Don't let him re- in! No! I think the reason why it gets creepy is because after you say no, then they look at you, and you can see, and they might they make eye contact, and it says, in some cases, the person speaking to them feels as, they are be- feels as if they are being hypnotized or put under a spell. Uh. 
So then you kind of feel like something like invading your mind, essentially, and trying to push you to do something. That okay, you don't I'm sorry, want but to. drop kicking them in the face seems like the best course of action. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I never disagreed with that. Uh, but I will say, so the counter to this, mm-hmm. um, paranormal investigator A. Milhorn offers expl- explanations You're for good. the spread of. Uh, black-eyed children, and similar urban legends. One is priming. So reading about a phenomenon makes you more likely to notice it. So reading reports of black-eyed children might make you more attention to... might make you more attentive to children seeking your attention late at night. So only an activator... His quote is, only an activator stimulus that is appropriately vague in the right circumstances sets off the connection between the knowledge in your brain and your senses making a false connection between the two and leading you to a flawed conclusion that is not supported by evidence. Uh, that's a quote from Kolb and Wishaw from 2008. Ooh. So basically what I saw from this is like a lot of times um, another issue is called, it's called per, per, peria, uh, peridolia, I think. It's P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A. So pareidolia, I'm just going to call it that. Pareidolia, the San Francisco treat. (laughs) Even though I may be mispronouncing it, but pareidolia is essentially whenever your eyes are, uh, your irises get really, really big in order to allow more light in because it's dark. Oh, like a cat. Yeah. So whenever their irises like get really, their eyes get really big and like, it just makes you look like most of your eye is black or most Uh. of your, like the color in your eye goes supposedly black and so if you already have like this mindset then it could make you kind of have like this mind transference of their entire eye is black instead of just Ah. the just the center i wonder Um, if that would work on me because i'm colorblind i think it would what the fuck's wrong with your eyes i think it would simply because you're colorblind to red and green (laughs) but not black oh yeah what if they're like uh, uh, like uh the the iris is like it's really black, but then I can see like because I'm colorblind and it doesn't look black to me. It looks like a different color than what it should be. Oh. And, I'm all like, and I'm all like, "What the fuck's wrong with your eyes? Why are your eyes red? Your eyes are and they're red? glowing. What the fuck? Just drop kick him." Yeah, I was like, "I'll be right back." Drop kick. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's actually one of Punt. the solutions is drop kick the kid in the face. No. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" I wrote the book on kicking black eyed children's asses. Anyway. What? So, yeah. I said black eye. I didn't say the. the I, I, so the. So okay. So you're saying the kids who are already abused, you're just beating them up more. No, I said the black eyed children. It's just black eyes like. Oh, that. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, Anna. I digress. Kids, kids suffered enough last year with Kevin Spacey. We don't need it here. Good point. Yeah. And so. Yeah, there's that. Or if the kids want to punk you, they can just put in like the sclera contacts that make their entire like sclera look. Now black. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of want to see again. I always want to have kids for the wrong reason. I kind of want to have kids for Halloween and then send and send them out as black eyed children. Oh yeah. my god, that would be amazing. I have a nephew. <laughs> I could totally do that with him. I'm giving people like prank ideas for Halloween. They're like, oh, yeah. I know someone at work who has kids who would actually probably be into it. And I'll tell you the person after the show. Oh, okay. I'm probably already going to ask because I don't know too many people that work with kids. Yeah, probably. Um, but I think anyways. so. But I bet you she would be into that. Okay. <laughs> so now, now I guess the question, now you said like, uh, you're going to have 
people who want to keep updates on incidents and stuff of that. Now, question for you. Mm-hmm. Usually a lot of these things have kind of a, a weakness. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say, like, is there a way to, you know, get rid of them, get, uh, you know, is close there... Close the door? Yeah. Well, I know close the door, but I meant like... Like, like once they're in your house? Is there a way to kill them is what I'm asking. <laughs> Actually, that's an excellent question. <laughs> Look, I... Yeah. No, no, no. As a, as a gamer, I'm all like, how do you kill these motherfuckers? Uh, give me one second and I will research that because that is actually an excellent well, question. Well, Anna is riffing. Of course, if you want to read up on any cool books or check out great movies and stuff like that, you can go to Amazon.com and always buy some stuff. But you don't go to Amazon. You go to the Sasquatch.net or 4iRadio.net and click on that Amazon banner. And if you want to just click on it, then you can delete your cookies, bookmark that. And uh, when you shop for all your great horror-themed stuff or anything that you're looking for on Amazon, uh, we get a little bit of a taste and keep the shows afloat on the 4i Radio Network. Uh, but yeah, so I'll give you a little plug there. Anna? Um, so I don't really see... They don't have a weakness. Oh, so no matter what you say to these children, they don't answer questions or speak about anything else. They just keep saying, let us in, we won't hurt you, this won't take long. Yeah, um, but like... But if you like, you could leave the door open. They can't come in, right? Uh, let's see. like. Can't you just kill them with fire? I mean, granted, that's like my explanation for anything. So, like, hey, can you do this? You know, TPS report. I'm like, yeah, and I set on fire. Oh, okay. So uh, this woman. Okay, so here's a report. So 10:45 on a p.m. on a warm night, 18-year-old Karis Holdsworth was walking to her apartment from a friend's house in Lisburn. Her apartment was a bad section of town, and she. As she approached, she noticed two teenagers in hoodies and jeans standing in her yard with their backs to her. Of course, she was immediately wary and put her hand in her purse to grab hold of her pepper spray. As she was sneaking around the corner, the two boys turned simultaneously to face her, which really freaked her out. She said she felt raw fear when she saw their faces. However, Karis had her pepper spray in her purse and she was still alert enough to defend herself should the boys approach. But instead, they didn't, uh, but they seemed able to read her mind. No need for that. The older one spoke calmly and maturely. We just want to borrow your phone, miss. Kara said they looked like just like two normal boys until she saw their eyes. Uh, she said they were pitch black, no trace of white or pupil at all, but she felt like she was in terrible danger and had to get away. Running for her door and fumbling with her keys, the boys following close at her heels, the boys continued to ask to use the phone. Please, miss, my mother won't be happy if she doesn't know where we are. I wanted to obey them, and at first considered, and at first considering they were young, she said. But seeing their eyes took me away. I had just had to get away from them both, and knew if I would obey them, I was going to seriously regret it. Um, Karis managed to make it inside her apartment and lock the door. But as she was about to sit down with a cup of coffee, there came a knock. When she ignored it, the knock came again, and she immediately felt an under- a sense of overwhelming terror. When she peered or looked out the peephole, there were. There they both were, staring at her. Just let us in to use the phone. The boys said, we won't hurt you. We have no weapons to hurt you with. So you open that door and you mace those motherfuckers. Karis opened the door and ordered the black-eyed children to leave her alone, locked everything up tight as a drum, and called a friend. When the friend arrived, the boys finally hightailed it out of there, but not before. She, too, felt a sense of overwhelming danger. Huh. Uh, give me one second. So that's kind of eerie now, too, thinking that these people just, like, they would just sit outside someone's house until someone actually came home. Yeah. Uh, 
She moved to another neighborhood, but says, I always check through that people before I go to sleep. I don't know exactly what those boys were, but I do know they meant me harm and they weren't human in any way. I still get scared thinking about it. So actually one of the theories is that they're alien human hybrids. Mm. Oh, um, so they're just trying to phone home. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, when you punch them in the face and they go, ouch. Yeah. So I'm trying to see. Come on. Brian Bethel again. <sighs> Sorry, I apologize for the delay here, folks. It's all right. Um, I mean. There's several stories of uh, people be talking to them. I can research it more and see. And I'm sure that uh, the lovely woman who asked for the story be right on the podcast, which I will say her name is Bones. Um, Bones did say that she was very fascinated with this, so I'm sure she'd be able to find some information. Um, well, like I said, if, this, if people but, are intrigued by this, we will be posting a bunch of links and stuff like that on the Facebook page. So, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll touch base more on the the black eyed kids, the black eyed children. Black eyed peas, black eye, whatever. Black eyed kids, black eyed children. Um, also, if you want to read some reports of this, there's actually it's a link called blackeyedchildrenreports.com. And it's a site for those who believe in the black eyed children and ask for any stories to be reported I know, to them. I know I'm gonna like get really centered one night and just fucking ruin my day. <laughs> and just drop down a rabbit hole of this. You should. But anyways, that is my notes on the black eyed children, kiddos be scaries so if you enjoyed that then let me know if you feel like i was lacking in some way let me know it's like in order to improve on future stories that i research um granted keep in mind that was maybe like an hour's worth of research so i really didn't put like a huge amount of effort into it but i still was able to find a lot of data so again if you want more information we'd probably have to dedicate an entire episode or one of the episodes where we're not reviewing a movie to in order to cover more information on it. Um, if you have anything else well, that you want like me I to said, cover for my creature feature. I was going to say what you could do is what we what we should do is maybe since we do about four shows a month, maybe you just pick like every like every third Thursday where our show drops, we just do a creature feature where oh, you'll yeah. go ahead and then you can talk about some I can ask questions and we can go back and forth and then it's not like the normal of – news movie guests you know stuff like that we have another kind of thing so if we want to try to shoot for every third thursday yeah uh, of the month and, and that then gives it may you, or that may gives not shift based on like guests and stuff like that well yeah i mean we yeah. i mean we'll try to shoot for every third thursday but what okay. i was saying that that gives you at least a little bit more time to do some research and then you could literally just have the whole episode for that you know kind of thing so Perfect. Okay. stuff we can do but um yeah but we'll definitely post all that stuff on the facebook page and uh go from there but, uh, of course, we did watch a movie this uh, week. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is your spoilers. The movie we watched this week was Cloverfield Paradox. It just came out 2018. So if you haven't seen it and you want to watch it for yourself and not listen to our reviews yet, feel free to. This is spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Three, two, one. All right. Everyone died. Sorry. Cloverfield Paradox 2018. Now, this is a movie that basically had an advertisement, I believe, on the Super Bowl and then dropped right after the Super Bowl. Now, usually this one's going to be a little different with our reviews because we're not actually going to have reviews of IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes because I actually looked online and none of them have reviewed it yet. <laughs> there has been other places that have reviewed it. A lot of people have very mixed reviews about the movie, but like I said, we'll talk about it. 
and our feelings and everything like that. So right off the bat, Cloverfield Paradox is supposed to be the third installment to the Cloverfield movie. So the first one, of course, being in 2008, uh, Cloverfield. The second one, I believe, came out in 2014 or 15. No, 15th. I believe it came out, or maybe 16th. Or did it come out on the 17th? What's this? To uh, ten Cloverfield Lane. I think it came out in. I think it came out last. Yeah, I think it came out last year. I'm gonna go with 2017. No, nah, maybe 16. You know what? I'm putting. Shit, I'm putting it on 16. 16. Yeah, you are correct. Oh fuck, 2016. So, uh, this movie dropped, and um, yeah, we'll talk about it. So, um, not really sure. A lot of people are blaming Netflix. Uh, for the how they felt about the movie, I thought it was cool because uh, I was like, "All oh, right, another Cloverfield movie." Um, so, but yeah, um, Anna, what are, what is your take uh, on the the Cloverfield Paradox movie? First of all, I just wanted to point this out because mm-hmm. as I was looking at the IMDb page, there's a voice on one of the radios that's actually Simon Pegg, and I did not pick up on that. Yeah, they had a lot of cameos in this movie. Yeah, they had uh, Donald Logue, Logue, I don't know how to say his last name, but he's in uh, Sons of Anarchy, Gotham, yes. and Vikings. He was also in, he was in Vikings? Yes, he was. Oh, are we talking about the same person? Oh, uh, yeah, the, he was the guy from Gotham, yeah. So yeah. he was also he was also in a movie, uh, gr- uh, in a TV show called Grounded for Life. Um, is where I first saw him, and he's uh, he did this actually really uh, cool like kind of indie film. I think I think Woody Allen was in it as well. not Woody Allen. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Oh, fu- yes, Woody Harrelson. Oh, I was uh, right. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think it was called Comic Book or uh, Super Villains or mm-hmm. something like that. But it's basically like these two comic book uh, owners from different shops, and one is like the mom and pop shop, and the other one's like the high end kind of like you know has the money backing it. And he then, was also in Ghost Rider. That's right. He, he, played was, his, he uh, was Nicholas Cage's Nicolas friend. Cage's uh, yeah, uh, he was uh, in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of thi- oh, when we of course we had the guy from um, IT, IT Crowd who played uh, Roy. Uh, there was also the guy who played uh, Zemo in uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd was IT crowd, and then uh, Daniel Brohl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of people in this like Netflix movie and stuff like that. So it was. I'm starting to believe like Netflix actually has some pretty good money backing a lot of their films and stuff like that. But yeah. okay, so the concept of this movie was basic. Oh. You know, I just realized. So the chick that I was calling the Tilda Swinton lookalike, yeah, her name is Elizabeth Debicki, and she's the Ayesha from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. She's the gold chick, the, gold. the leader of the gold chicks. Oh fuck, dude! I they know. Okay. I was like, I know, I, I knew I recognized those cheekbones. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So the concept is is basically this man and this woman are chit chatting about something. He's like, hey, I think you should go do this program kind of thing or whatnot. And you're kind of like, okay. So what you find out is basically. They said they have, like, uh, the Earth's energy source, basically, is running dry. They said maybe they have about five years left, I think. I could be misquoting this, but I think it was, they said five years. Something like that. Something like that. Very limited amount of time, and they were going to send, her and this other team were going to go up into the space station and pretty much try to figure out how to do free energy. Um, Which I actually thought it was really interesting. It was a particle accelerator, and they were supposed to get it running in six months' time. Yeah. And then the movie picked up. Like, after they had the whole, like, discussion of, like, the husband and wife talking in the car, they pick it up again, and it's, like, two years later. Yeah, two years later. So there's a crew up in space, and then there's a bunch of stuff happening on Earth. 
Now, this is actually kind of an interesting movie because um, I'll, I'll talk about what I felt about it towards the end. But it's like, okay, so you have this crew doing stuff and they keep doing these trials for the par- particle accelerator and it just isn't working for them. And they finally get it. And it's kind of cool because it almost made me feel like aliens at first because it's like these people yeah. up in space. And then and then they were doing like this other story, you know, with uh, with her husband, I guess, or boyfriend. I'm going to say husband, I guess, at this husband, point. Husband, yeah. Uh, but he's down like going to school. But like you get to hear what's going on on Earth and you get to feel like what's going on in that space station. Which actually it was kind of funny just watching that. It reminded me of what was that Ryan Reynolds movie that came out not too long ago. It was called like Life. Life, yeah, like it kind of like the feel of it at the beginning kind of reminded me of the movie Life. So wait, did you see Life? No, but th- oh. I just meant like based on the trailers. Oh, the trailers. Okay, I was where like, it's just kind of like had that feeling that? of like you know where it's just kind of like you're not entirely alone up in space. Sort yeah, of yeah. Thing. So I mean, the crew obviously they seem to have a little bit of a dispute at one point. There's the Russian guy who's giving the German guy shit, going like you're supposed to have this up and running in like two months and blah, well, blah, yeah. Because the most interesting thing that I thought about that whole scene was basically like all of the countries of the war are like on the verge of war. Um, so like, and it's like it's a Russian guy, a German guy, a British chick, and uh. Japanese, I think, chick? Yeah, Japanese. And uh, Roy, which I don't know what he was. He's probably just Scottish or Irish. Yeah, like Irish. Or maybe you're supposed to be the American. I don't know. No, no, he wasn't the American. The uh, I forget the guy's name, but the uh, the African-American man. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Uh, uh, Kyle. Kyle. Fuck, really? That was his name? Kyle or Kiel. K-I-E-L. They're oh, it was doing, Kilo. It was they're Kilo. They're just using la- uh, last names, but yeah. Okay, yeah, no, because... Uh, yeah, he. How I noticed is they all had the, the badges, flags, yeah. and he had the American flag on. And his. then there was an Indian guy on there as well, yeah. which I think they, were they kept calling him monk. monk. Yeah, he, yeah, they're calling him Monk. Um, I don't know if that was his last name or he was like the 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 monk because it's weird because the actual it's John Ortiz who plays Monk. He what? was in Alien versus Predator Requiem, Kong Skull Island. Fucking did not recognize oh, him fuck. at all. The guy looks so familiar to me, but I couldn't place him anywhere. Fuck. Yeah. Again, really good casting in this movie. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, so they're trying to get to this particle accelerator to work. Of course, it doesn't work. They finally get it to work, but then uh, it kind of shuts down. And, like, the gravity goes up in nowhere. And, like, basically, trouble starts brewing. And then next thing you know, they, they get everything kind of settled. They get back on their feet. They look over, and they're like, where the fuck's Earth? Because uh, for the longest time, they were able to, with the gyro scope that they had, was able to pinpoint where they were and everything like that. Cause this keep thing, everything, quote unquote, like up. Yeah, because they kept, like, this whole thing, like, kind of spins, uh, the space station. So it was kind of cool to be like, Earth was gone. And then it's kind of, like, then I was like, oh, fuck. And then all of a sudden, like, shit starts just going very weird on the strip. And that's what I kind of liked about this. It, like, it went to this almost like, it was almost like this supernatural almost kind of like, uh, you know, haunted kind of like spaceship at this point. But then it also went into like, it almost gave me a feel for like the original alien where like shit was going down. You're like, well, what the fuck is happening? Kind of yeah, thing. It's like, basically, it's essentially like, uh, I don't know if this is really how it was in like 2000 Space Odyssey mm. or whatever the hell. But it's basically the, it seems like uh, the ship is revolting against having the humans in the ship. And then after a certain point, it's essentially like reality itself is trying to eject, um, like trying to scrub this, whatever it is, off of the face of the earth. So off the face of the 
universe. Yeah, so like that's happening on the ship, and then you go back to kind of Earth, focusing on the Hil- uh, Hilton's. Uh, I think that was her name. Was it Hilton or was it? It started with an H or Hamilton? Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton's husband. Like and the Broadway show. There you go. <laughs> Uh, on Earth, and like all of a sudden, you hear like a nuclear attack because like he was talking to his wife, going like, "Yeah, you know the Russians are invading. Like, there's all, basically a war is breaking out on Earth while everyone's they're trying, on the edge of war while they're trying to figure out like they, sustainable energy." So explosion happens, stuff happens with the ship, but then stuff's happening on Earth and stuff, and then you start kind of realizing that, oh, wait a minute, this is like the first Cloverfield where. They all think, like, nukes went off or we, they were attacked, but then they're realizing no one was attacked. There's something that, as they kept saying, attacking. as they said in on the poster, something found us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then you're like, okay, and then all of a sudden this woman appears, like, literally inside the ship. And by inside the ship, I mean she is literally, like, wires Wired are going. In. Like, she was, tra- it was like a bad teleporter. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's get, like it put her like it put her back together the right way but in the completely wrong place like literally inside a wall. Yeah. And it was very kind of eerie and creepy and some of that. Then you find out that she's talking about like, "Oh yeah, this is my crew." And then you're trying then it starts kind of putting into this whole like uh paradox. What I could think of how to really relate it was the Futurama episode with the boxes. Yeah. When they opened the box, it was like every decision they made was going to be completely opposite of what they made kind of thing. And you're trying to figure – and basically what you find out is like these two these two parallel worlds um, – I'm just going to say parallel because you mentioned a thing which you'll talk about at the end uh, or when we're wrapping everything up because I liked your theory. But I was saying like how I can relate it yeah. to what everybody saw is like parallel worlds trying to live in the same space. And it's not having it, basically. It's all It's essentially like two parallel worlds collided and uh, they got pushed into the parallel world where something else – happened to the the particle accelerator that was in space in the second world. Yeah. So so like all this shit's going down weird stuff then all of a sudden the the Russian guy who uh got into a fight before like he starts like like he's having this weird thing like he keeps scratching at his like face and he's like doing this weird thing and then and his eyes all twitchy. His eyes all twitchy. Then you find out like there's a great thing and like right when it happened I was like oh shit that's where the the worms went. Uh, the one guy, he's all like, oh, the worms are gone. Everybody, the words are, worms are gone. They had these worms on the thing, I guess, trying to like sustain soil life and all that kind of stuff. And they're just gone. And he's like, okay, then all oh. of a sudden. You know, I just realized they had worms up there because worms are really good sources of protein. Oh, so, so in case there was a food source. Oh, there we go. Thank you. I didn't even know why you would have room. Uh, worms. <laughs> I'm like room. Room for worms. Anyways, next book. So yeah, so room for worms. The worms are gone. The worms are gone. You find out that they were basically, like I said, tra- the transported. Game. You know, teleported into this guy's like, but it was in his brain there, and like he has a freak out, and he start. He literally loses his mind. Yeah, he literally loses his mind, and then he tries to he tries to kill the one captain or the one main scientist on board, and then he. Uh, you know, then it doesn't work, but then all of a sudden, like, he just has, like, a seizure and kind of pass out, and you find out oh, there's all the worms. So it's like this weird, just kind of eerie, just trying to figure out, like, what is going on with this thing, you know, this movie or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, it, I the, the, the biggest problem I think I had with this movie, and it's really not that big of a movie, like, I love Cloverfield and I love 10 Cloverfield Lane. I thought they were, they work in the same, um, Spectrum, they're both part of the same uh, canon, you know, kind of thing, but they both had their own kind of different storyline that was really unique. Uh, Paradox, I felt like, kind of seemed to be uh, two movies 
put into one. Now, I guaranteed how this movie ended. They did do, they are going to probably do a next one, I hope, unless they just leave it at that, which would be kind of, actually kind of cool if they just left it because it does end pretty like, what the fuck? But what I felt like, like I really enjoyed the stuff on the space station. I thought it was really cool, like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on and all these things. And it's like these people are trapped up there, you know, and they can't get a signal back to Earth, which you soon find out that they, uh, you know, they cross into another dimension and Earth, uh, like they're like, oh, we're upside down. And they flip the ship and then they're in there and, uh, you know, they realize when they scan the Earth that it's been like there's been like war and it's been like, I think they said like 14 months have passed or something like that. They're like, what the fuck is going on? And they realize that the space station that they're in crash landed there like like a couple of months ago or something like that. So it's like all these weird kind of things that they're trying to, you know, figure out and whatnot. So then they realize we have to get back to our own universe um, and then you find out that there's like this crazy ass, the, the woman who was found inside of the ship is then batshit fucking crazy and needs to murder everybody. Cause they come up with this plan. And of course plans don't go well in space. That's what I've learned from television shows and movies <laughs> and stuff like that. Like I used to think I wanted to be an astronaut, but I'm like, there's so much shit that goes wrong. And granted, probably none of that shit would ever go wrong if I were to go up there in space, if I was actually like qualified for it. But like after watching so much movies and anything I can relate to, like something, 13. like something would happen on the ship and I'll be like, oh my God, aliens. <laughs> I'd be like, that's a fucking movie. I'm like, I can't relate to real life. Everything's movie and TV. Um, but <laughs> I will say, so I, th- I think, you know how you kind of mentioned, like a, you felt like they kind of combined two movies into one. And I think the reason why, like, I know what they were trying to do and I know the way that they could fix it. Mm. So I think that they were trying to relate to like, basically make it relate to the fact that like everything that happens on the space station is going to affect earth. Okay. Um, but also like with the guy, like with her husband being on the earth, like, his story was boring as fuck. Yeah, his story was really boring. And, and the it, way they could have fixed it is have him run into some of those weird parasite things from the first movie. Uh, yeah, I was really hoping like, they would have... Like, something sh- happen? I really was hoping they were going to show more of the Cloverfield monster mm-hmm. from his perspective or whatnot. But and all they re- did was just show a shadow. It showed a shadow, and then you heard it, like, roar, and then you heard, like, when they were in the bunker, which I thought was a good callback to 10 Cloverfield Lane when they did that. I thought, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then, like, uh, like spoilers, how they pretty much ended the movie was, like, they reconnected back home, and the husband's like, don't come back to Earth, uh, these things. But that's the thing that was the key word, these things are here. So in the first Cloverfield, there was only one of these monsters, but now it turns out there's a bunch of them. So I'm very kind of curious if they are going to do another one or if they're just going to leave it as, nope, we're all fucked. I'm curious if, also if, because uh, in the... Weren't there more than one in the second one? Uh, well, the second one had like the alien, remember it had the robot dog? That when she gets out of the bunker, like, it starts chasing her, and then the alien ship shows up kind of thing. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. So I'm not sure if, like, these beasts were, like, basically, like, this is, like, um, as I could relate it to, uh, like, you know, when, uh, fuck, who was it? When they showed up on Elephant Back. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. In history. Um, what invasion did that when they're going up on the Alps? They got, uh, fuck, it's in history. It's it's not the, was it the Romans? No. Or was it the... Are you talking about the Mongolians about... or something like that? Like somebody f- basically, 
Oh, they showed up on like elephants. Yeah, or they showed up on an elephant bag and just totally like because no one has ever seen those creatures before when they fucking showed up. And it was it's probably Chinese history, but or something I, like that. Like Chinese Mongolian I'm pretty history. Sure, I'm pretty but... sure. I'm pretty sure uh, Bones will hit me up and be like, "This is what it was." Because I know I'm trying to remember what it was. I know Eddie Izzard had a bit about it. Uh, and it was fucking hilarious. It's true. He's all like, you ever see them fucking, like, they showed up on fucking elephants. And they were like, these are creatures we've never seen before. What the fuck is that? You know. Actually, what I kind of, like, what I just created is a comparison in my head is maybe they're sort of like bloodhounds. Where they seek out, like, the quote-unquote prey. Oh. And then kind of, like, send up a call or, like, howl or roar or whatever. And then that <laughs> signals the aliens to come down. So. But, uh, but yeah, so. But before we wrap up and give our reviews, I think we'll give up. Uh, I think we're going to do five out of five gyroscopes. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't sure if you're going to do that or severed arms. Oh, severed arms is good. Oh, maybe severed. Let's do severed arms. All right, because that uh, was fucking great. But tell <laughs> me, like, but my arm saved us. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just fucking weird. Um, <laughs> he just hands the pen to his own arm. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I didn't touch on a lot of that stuff, but we'll figure if people want to watch it, they'll watch it. Or yeah. if they've already seen it, listen to the review. They've already seen it. But uh, so Anna, like what we usually do, usually we give the reviews of the other people who know how to review movies. But since we don't really have that, we're just going to do our own. But Anna, I'll ask you what you liked about the movie, what you didn't like about the movie, and maybe some theories you have about uh, how they're doing this. I do have an IMDb uh, update for it's showing 5.9 out of 10. Okay, so 5.9 out of 10. All right, so that's IMDb. I wonder if I should check out... um, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. While you're doing that, I will say my theory about this, and I could be wrong, and if you have an alternate theory or problems with my theory, you are more than welcome to email us at notanotherbhorrorcast at gmail.com, or if you're bones, you can just message me at work. Um, But essentially, my theory was that there are at least... So basically, essentially, I my theory was that there are. At oh least... shit! Okay, I got the I got the tomato reader for uh, IMDb yeah. or uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So they gave it nineteen percent. Uh, audience scored it at fifty six. Okay. So wow, they, yeah, they do not like this movie. I didn't think it was that bad, but my theory is that there are three parallel universes. So there's the original Cloverfield movie because that happened back in like the. 90s right well no or that, like that early 2000 early 2000s that, no that happened basically i what i what i gathered from that movie i believe that happened in the year of 2008 okay because it's supposed to be real time so that's when that movie came out i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that's when um that movie's supposed to take place 2008 you are absolutely fucking right again Dude, Matthew would be pissed. <laughs> Matthew's not pissed. He's just impressed. Yeah. He's just like, how yeah. the fuck do you know? But I can't. Most likely, I'm never going to remember my kids' names. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but who needs that? But yeah, so Cloverfield came out in 2008. So I feel like that that is one um, universe. You okay. Then you have the universe where I called her the Tilda Swinton lookalike. Uh Elizabeth Debicki, she's play her character's name is Jensen, and I feel like that's the one that they got booted into. Okay, that the the ship got booted into. The second universe, I feel like, is the one where Russia and Germany and China and Great Britain and America are all on the verge of war because they're having this energy crisis, and that's the reason why they have the. Um, Particle accelerator up in the uh, up in space is because they're trying to solve the energy crisis. Yes. So essentially, I feel like there's one, two, and three, 
So again, world one is Cloverfield, world two is Energy Crisis, and world three is the one that's already started the war. Okay. Um, so I feel like in world two, they're working on the particle accelerator. When the particle accelerator activates, because it's having system issues, it actually causes a rift, a rift in space and time, causes the... Because there was all that weird transference of like the worms ending up in the guy yeah, and then yeah. the chick ending up in the ship. So world, it, like it as opened I could, up. As I could simplify, it's like a bad photocopy. Yes. Um, and it's like, yeah, that that's perfect. So essentially, World 2 opened up a rift to World 1 and World 3. World 1, it pulled something, it pulled the creatures from World 1 into World 2 and pushed the ship from World 2 into World 3. So because it had that transference from World 1, it shoved that ship and it shoved that essentially that mass into World 3 because it really didn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, yeah. So, but that's basically my theory because I feel like most likely World 1 has been dealing with these creatures for a while. Mm. And I'm assuming that's probably where 10 Cloverfield Lane took place. Yeah. Um, And then that pushed it into World, uh, that pushed that creature, though at least one of the creatures, most likely a lot more of those creatures into World 2 and then pushed the ship into World 3. So then World, World 3 is going, well, what the fuck just happened? Like, and, um, but yeah, that's, that's essentially my theory. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so what did you like about the movie and what didn't you like about the movie? If there was anything. I like the sciencey part. I like the whole particle accelerator thing. I thought that was really interesting because that's right up my alley. Um, because my, one of my favorite topics is black holes mm. and essentially like how it can affect space and time, how it can like, and they actually recently did a Doctor Who episode about it, which I was freaking obsessed about, but that's besides the point. So I really like the science part of it, and I really like delving into, like, theoretical physics. Okay. Um, and I thought it was a really good way to kind of simplify theoretical physics for the layperson. Um, I kind of feel like they focused a little too much on the theoretical physics and didn't really pay attention to much of, like, the rest of the story. Okay, fair enough. And I do, like, somebody did say on, uh, I saw a quote on, or, like, somebody on Facebook talk about how they've kind of felt like they shoehorned this movie into the the Cloverfield universe. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I can kind of see that, and that's why I kind of came up with the alternate universes, alternate universes theory. And so then that way, even if you're shoehorning this in, then you can still kind of balance still between the other, yeah, the other still two, fits. the other two films. Exactly. And okay. all of the actors were phenomenal, but again, get me a fucking better story for the Earth. For the Earth, yeah. fucking hell. Well, like I said, I felt like they were, uh, like I enjoyed the movie. Like granted, this is the bad part. It's like... I really enjoyed Cloverfield, and I really enjoyed Clover, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I they were that, both extremely clever. I thought clever. they were extremely clever and so different from each other, but still fit in the same universe so well, like two different storylines going on. Um, I mean, granted, I mean, John Goodman was, we were talking about that on Socially Awkward actually last week when uh, Chris and Kevin were on. Chris and I were just talking about Cloverfield. Like, he's he's my guy. I think we're going to start doing uh, Code Side Omega again. I think he's my he's my monster buddy on that one. But, uh, yeah, like, I love the space stuff. I loved everything that was happening in space, but I felt like every time they went to Earth, it was a very dull and slow. It was like the lull in the in the yeah. story. You're just kind of like, you every time, because you would get there with that false sense of hope of they're gonna he's going to deal with the monster at some point, and he really didn't. Um, but, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, I don't think it's a, it, believe me, I've seen worse movies, 
But I'm really kind of hoping there might be a fourth one, and maybe they will finally. Maybe the fourth one's going to be the one that wraps up everything. You know, it would be actually kind of funny. I highly doubt that they would ever do this, but it would be kind of funny to see the Cloverfield monster fight Godzilla. Oh, I would so. Well, Godzilla would win. Um, well, yeah, I know, but that's not the point. The point is, it would be amazing to see that just because it would be freaking beautiful. Let's put it this way Godzilla beat the shit out of two Mutos with no fucking problem. Yeah, I know. He fucked those things up, man. I gotta. Yeah, I. You know what? I gotta rewatch that movie. I'm gonna rewatch Godzilla. I should buy that movie. Oh, fuck. Maybe I'll buy it tonight. Anyways, um, <laughs> I gotta buy that. But I heard that one that came out in Japan, Chris was talking about it. He said it was fucking great. So yeah. I was like, I really wanna take a look at the, at the one that came out in Japan. Japan right after the American version uh, came out, Gazelle. But that's me. I love big, huge fucking monster films. So when like Cloverfield came out to me, it was like, okay, cool. You're doing your own thing. You're not trying to rebrand another monster. I mean, granted, when the trailer first came out, I thought it was a new Godzilla movie and I got really stoked because it was like, because honestly, it was 1998 when the original, that not the original, when the, re- the first American version of Godzilla came out, which we don't consider a Godzilla movie. We call it shit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a great monster movie if you don't put Godzilla. They could have called it anything. They could have called the giant lizard fucks your mom or something like that. And I'd be like, all right, it's not, it has nothing to do with Godzilla. I could enjoy that yeah, movie. Yeah, but now. don't call it a Godzilla movie. It's not a Godzilla it's movie. It's not a Godzilla movie. And then me and uh, Chris talk about it. And then again, like 2008 was when the next one came out. And we're all like, oh, maybe they're doing like this thing. It's like 10 years ago, we fucked up. Here's our, like, we're going to try to redo it. But they redid it back in 2000. Uh, 14 with the Godzilla movie that came out. Yeah, and, I really like that. And going with uh, Skull Island, some of like that. But uh, yeah, so um, I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but you know, it, it like out of the three of the Cloverfield, it's probably like the it's third in the in the running. Like yeah, one and, and two, it's really hard to actually kind of pick. I'm trying to think about what I really enjoyed about one over two or two over one, but it's really kind of hard to say. But uh, three well, is it's obviously really, not my favorite, but I, I don't hate it. Yeah, I will say like one and two is really, really hard to compare simply because they are so, so different. Like yeah. one is just, it's literally just like. It's a hand first, cam. It's a hand cam like horror mm. movie essentially. <laughs> and the second one is a. um uh, it's like a psychological thrill. Yeah, like a psychological thrill and stuff like that. But we were busting out laughing because we were talking to Kevin about it. And we're like, yeah, TJ fucking Miller's in uh, the first one. He goes, what? And like, dude, don't even feel bad because I rewatched it because you didn't see it. We rewatched it for the show and I was all like, oh, fuck. TJ Miller's totally in this. And at so. first I was like, oh, I think he's annoying. And then just watching him in that movie, I was like, all right, I take back at everything bad I said about TJ Miller. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one part whenever he's like, what was up there? A bad thing. What's going on? Another bad thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, you got their reviews, so our reviews. So Anna, five out of five out of five severed arms. What do you give Cloverfield Paradox? I will give it two and a half severed arms. Oh. So kind of like cut off at the a elbow. 2.5? Yeah. So, I, but I will say the reason why I'm giving it that review is because again i do feel like it was pretty weak and i feel like they could have done a lot better of a job with the earth side of it yeah the earth story but i think the um, earth story is the only like lacking part in it honestly i think that they probably felt like they needed to give people that lull but i mean if you think about it in the movie alien uh they really didn't give you that lull it was just like once start things started happening it happened it happened it happened it happened and it happened and it was just kind of like this constant moving uh entity basically that just kind of kept pushing and pushing and pushing and i feel like they kind of they left a little bit too much of a lull 
and yeah. kind of expected you to kind of like kind of were hoping for you to relax in the middle and you didn't. The reason why I kind of am leaving room for improvement is because I feel like they have so much to work with just from this movie, not even including the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they have so much that they can actually build on this movie. And I feel like if they make another movie and tie it in with this one, that they would be able to massively improve my rating for this movie simply because if you take the the plot of this movie and expand on it, you can make it into something incredible and you can kind of make it lead into something like, but, but I will say this though, if you think about it though, uh, a movie that made a first one and then uh, a couple of years later made another one and another, uh, the other one had a really good success from the first one. And then you make a third one and the third one is the weakest one in it. I mean, that's still pretty good considering how like a lot of movies will do a first one that sucked and then they'll still do a second one and then they won't even get to a third one because the second one sucks so much. Ghost Rider! Um, well, actually, I was kind of thinking in my head I was comparing it to the Insidious movies because I do feel like the third Insidious movie is one of the weakest ones. However, I do feel like it kind of it does you, add to you the do, storyline. You do need it for the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I totally see that. But uh yeah, actually actually this is going to be a first or maybe a second or a third, but uh 2.5 Severed Arms is what I was also going to give it. Okay. Um like I said, it's like cool. like I said, I really enjoyed the space stuff, but like I feel like trying to like you said shoehorn it into a with the with back to the first which is sucks because like I love the the first movie with that monster. And and I was kind of hoping to see more, but uh, we'll see what happens if we get another one or not. So, but and I still say I don't care. <coughs> I don't. I don't care if they steal my idea or not. I just want them to use it. Use the fucking alternate universes. <laughs> I thought you were literally going to be like, use the force. Like, Those are two <laughs> use different the force. Yes. But uh, uh, well, I was thinking Star Trek, and I ended up with Star Wars. Uh, um, because yeah. you even mentioned yourself, like in the first Star Trek movie, it looked like yeah, a in the first from yeah, in the first Star Trek movie that was redone by uh, or the reboot of the Star Trek franchise by J.J. Uh, Abrams. There's the one the creature on the ice planet where uh, Kirk is on that this ro- monster starts running towards him and kind of resembles or at least has a couple of features. But again, J.J. Abrams, who also did Cloverfield. Uh, was a couple of more of the uh, like it looked like that creature, which I'm like it's kind of like expanding that little bit of that universe. It's like oh, this shit's out there. It just finally like that's why I like that first post. Fuck, I should really find that poster. The first yeah. one that says like something found us. Um, but uh, yeah, so but I think that's gonna wrap up this episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. So this is a long episode. So you kids are gonna at least blow through at least two hours of work listening to this. Um, but thank you, Be Scary, so for welcome. listening. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they'll be like, there's so much fucking ranting in this. <laughs> But, well, I uh, feel like uh, people, uh, to a certain extent, appreciate the ramblings of us. So, cheers to you, and hopefully you have a good Thursday. Yeah, so uh, enjoy this episode, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode as well, unless something happens, so don't quote me on that, or record this. I should probably edit this out. I'm not going to edit it out. <laughs> I have other editing that I need to still do with this episode, so I'm probably going to forget about this. But I think that's going to wrap up this episode. You know where to find us. If you don't know where to find us, guess what? Go back to the beginning of the show. That's where I spilled everything. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's where you spilled your seed. But Anna, do you have anything else you want to add or talk about? I want stories, and I want suggestions of what to talk about for my creature feature. And that's uh, not only the beer horrorcast at gmail.com. So please go ahead and send us in, or if you want to be a guest, go ahead and write us. Um, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you, Be Scaries, for hanging out with us. And uh, I'm Steve-O. And I am Zoe Deschanel. And until next time. Carpe Noctum.
This has been another fine production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.fouriradio.com. <laughs>